Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So we are approaching the new year and this podcast will be airing right before we celebrate as we go into 2019. So today we're going to talk about setting goals in the new year and how we can focus on what matters most as we approach a new year. Before we get started, I wanted to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publisher. They publish homeschool curriculum, lots of resources for the Christian family, and I encourage you to go check them out. Their website is apologia.com. So before we um, get into this, let's just think for a minute about New Year's past, right? What do we normally do when we get to the new year? set resolutions, right? And what usually happens? They usually don't get met. (laughs) Sometimes they do, but a lot of times we feel like we're setting resolutions and um, here we are the next year falling back into that same cycle. We set them again. And, you know, the new year is always full of promises and plans and those resolutions. We have high hopes that this is the year right? We all say it. This is the year that we're going to get it right. This is the year that I'm going to get organized. This is the year I'm going to get fit. This is the year I'm going to get my homeschool under control or my home under control or my life under control. This is the year that I'm going to get in the word. This is the year I'm going to memorize scripture. This is the year I'm going to get it together. And, you know, we have all these high, high hopes in January. But very slowly, as the months go by, what happens? We tend to fall back into our old patterns and habits. That promise of the new year starts to fade away as we get back into life. And, you know, the same cycle ends up beginning the next December, January, where we start to say, all right, I'm out with the old and in with the new. But yet we do this every year, year after year. So what if I said to you, this year is going to be different? We're not going to do that. We are not going to make a resolution, be excited about it, you know, dive headfirst into it, and then have us fall back into old patterns. You know, what if we looked at it a little bit differently? As Christians, we know that we will never have it fully together on this side of heaven. You know, we're all on a journey. And while plans and resolutions and these things that we do may be beneficial, many times the focus is on us and what we can do. Right? When we make those resolutions and we make those plans and we set those goals, we focus on what we want to accomplish. We focus on ourselves. Could that be the reason that we're constantly setting new resolutions every year? Could that be the reason that we fade out in a few months from all the excitement of those plans? Are you making goals at the beginning of the new year or resolutions or plans with yourself at the center? 
I mean, if you look at the world, that's what we're supposed to do, right? We are supposed to say, we can accomplish things. We can do this. We are strong. We can, you know, achieve if we just put our mind to it. That's all a bunch of hooey. You know what I mean? That's what the world says, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible has a lot uh, more different things to say about this. The Bible doesn't say you can accomplish what you set your mind to in all things. You can do anything you want in your strength. If you just believe in yourself, you can do it. Perhaps that's why a lot of times our resolutions and our goals and our plans fall by the wayside because we're trying to do it in our strength or we're focusing on what we can do and not on what God can do. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to resolve that this is the year we're going to focus on Jesus. What can he do through you in the new year? Guess what? You may be making a list of plans and resolutions and um, all these things that you want to accomplish, but what if they're different than what he wants to accomplish through you? Next year, you're going to feel defeated because you made plans and resolutions without God at the center. So what if we focus on what does he want for our lives? Many times it looks very different than what the plans are for our lives. And so I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I've been actually focused a lot on goals for 2019. And I am not actually usually one of those goal setters. Um, I am, I, I like to dream big, but I don't actually usually have a good way of implementing goals and setting goals. And, you know, there's like experts out there that'll tell you how to set the goals, how to make little goals. And then those turn into bigger goals. And there's all kinds of systems and ways to achieve your goals. And while many of that information is beneficial and helpful, I'm afraid that we are losing out on the main thing is Jesus. We are not in control of our lives. And at New Year's, all of us want to feel like this is it. It's the beginning of a new year and I have control. I have control over how this year is going to be. That's how we feel in the beginning of January, right? We're like, we have this whole year ahead of us. It's a new start. It's a fresh start. And we have so much control. That's why we run out and buy all the planners, the new planners, raising my hand. Literally, I'm raising my hand right now (laughs) because I am so guilty of that. I am so guilty of walking down the aisle in a store. How many of you saw my picture on Instagram recently about this? I wrote about this very thing on Instagram. Um, I, I took a little picture of a pretty planner. You know, how many of us are walking down the aisles right now in Michael's Hobby Lobby or whatever, Office Depot, wherever they sell your planners? And you are like being called by those pretty planners. I am. It happens to me every time. They're so pretty. They're so blank, right? They're empty. There's this promise of you will get your life under control finally if you buy one of those planners. And better yet, if you decorate it and you get all the pretty stickers and you get all the little cute little sayings and the washi tape and whatever else, you know, the planner people do. I'm, I'm not one of those planners. I love planners, but I'm not one of the decorating type ones. But you know what? All the decorating in the world, the best planner system in the world, all the pretty planners in the world are not going to get your life under control. You know how you're going to get your life under control? Submit 
to Jesus. Give your life to God. You will lose control in order to gain control. In fact, you will have no control. And that is where the beauty lies, in letting God control every move of your life. Face it, I don't want control of my life. I will mess it up. I have a track record of messing up my life in my own strength. But those times where I open my hands of it all, I literally did this the other day. I was praying. I literally physically took my hands, opened them up, raised my arms up, put my palms up, and said, Lord, I am giving this, what I was praying about, to you. Open hands palms up. I'm not clenching and and clinging and making fists and holding on to what I want because I was praying about something that I want. But in that prayer, I opened up my hands, palms up. And I said, Lord, I want what you want, even if it's different than what my flesh wants. Because ultimately, I don't want to be anywhere outside of your will. And what you want is what I want because you created me. I didn't create myself. You created me for a purpose. You have plans for my life. Who am I to get in the way of them? I want what you want for me. I want to live my life solely for you. That's that, you know what? That's the ultimate plan for 2019, the ultimate goal. If we truly, truly say that, palms up, guys, arms out, hands out, open them up, don't hold them tight and make fists onto what you want and say, I want every goal that I set and every plan that I make to have you at the center guiding it then you will not need to come back next year and make a new resolution only to fail because you are living completely in God's will. No beautiful planner, no pretty, you know, organized system can achieve what he can achieve. Now, I'm not saying that as humans, we shouldn't be orderly and make plans and do them well and keep a calendar. That is not at all what I'm saying, but I am saying that if we use those things without God and without our heart turned toward him, we're just relying on the system. We're just relying on a false sense of control, that feeling I get when I open up that beautiful new planner at the start of the new year, that beautiful new journal at the start of the new year, and saying to myself, this is what's going to finally order my life. No, God orders your life. In fact, God ordered your life already before you were even born, before you were even made. He has ordered the steps for your life. So when we shift our thinking from we have to set goals, we have to make plans, we, 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 we have to do it all, and it's all about me and what I want and my comfort and my happiness, 
and we turn it and say, God has a plan for my life and it might not be comfortable, but how do I walk through it and glorify him? Because basically that is our only purpose in life is to glorify him in all we do. And what if my plans look so different or his plans look so different from my plans that I wrote down in my planner? Will I still walk through those plans and glorify him? What if the plans I made fall apart, but I'm walking in his will? Will I still glorify him in that? See, it's a whole different shift in thinking when we plan our new year focused on God. When we shift our thinking that we need to set all these goals that we need to accomplish that will bring us comfort, bring us happiness, and maybe we're even hoping bring us some kind of satisfaction in ourselves, glorify ourselves. And we shift that into saying, palms up, I've got an open hand. I've got two open hands out right now saying, Lord, direct my steps. Lord, help me to focus on you. Lord, help me to make these plans being completely open to you changing them or you shifting them because you ultimately want what's best for me. And when you shift the plan or change the plan or turn the plan upside down, it's for my good and for your glory. That's the way I want to live in 2019. So I've been setting a lot of goals. And actually, Steve and I tomorrow are planning on having this goal-setting meeting about you know what we want to do for ministry. I have some ideas of things that we want to do in 2019. And um, you know, for our family, um, what kind of goals we have for our family this year, um, financial goals, you know, to, to, for different things and spiritual goals, of course, and, you know, all these things we have. But when we sit down for our planning meeting, the number one thing that I want to do is pray with those palms up. And if you have to do it physically, like literally open up your hands and say, God, I want what you want. Before you start writing down your plans, you're going to be in a much better posture to make plans for the upcoming year. So we're going to have our little meeting and we have ideas and we have things that we want to achieve and accomplish and work towards, but none of those things do we want to achieve in our own strength. We're going to sit down and say, okay, Lord, I have these ideas. Are they from you? And if they are, we're, we're asking you to walk us through and help us to achieve them. And sitting down for a planning uh, or a goal-setting time has to have him at the focus. You know, I want to pick verses that I want to focus on. I want to live out. My number one goal for 2019 is to live it out, to live out what I am learning in his word, not just to know it, to live it, and not just to be able to um, say out loud what God, God's word says that I've learned, but to live it, right? And my number one plan, uh, goal for 2019 is going to be to keep living Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you. It's very futile to make plans without putting God 
first. What good is it to leave him out of your plans? He's the one who created you and he created you for a purpose. And our job is to walk in that and say, Lord, what is my purpose? What did you create me for? See, our flesh goes very much against that. Our flesh is naturally inclined because if you go back to that Garden of Eden to say, hmm, what can I do on my own? How can I um, achieve things and how can I feel good about them? In fact, God's truth is completely opposite to what the world tells us. The world tells us, like I said before, you put your mind to it, you can do it. That is not true. You may be able to accomplish something, but if it's apart from God, then it is no good thing. That's what it says in the word, that if you accomplish apart from him, you can do nothing good. So I don't want to accomplish anything from outside of him. I don't want to say, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. I want to say, if God wills it, then I will do it. Right? There's this whole shift in thinking of us being independent and strong and we can do it all to completely dependent and weak but made strong in his strength. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing good we can do apart from him and his strength and his will. So when I sit down to make my goals, and I have goals, like, it's weird. Other years, I really haven't been this much kind of focused on, you know, these are things I really want to do. But then I look at that and I say, is that, is that God stirring in me? Because if it's me stirring in me, I don't want any part of it. I don't want those fleshy things that I'm desiring in there. But then I look at it and say, is God stirring these things in me? Is he giving me, you know, this kind of motivation to do these things? And if so, let's do it, God. So I have to focus on him when I'm setting my goals. And I know that if I do that, he's quickly going to show me what belongs on that list and what doesn't. He's going to help me accomplish them. And the one other thing that we also get caught up on is when we set a goal for ourselves, we try to attain it. And it doesn't work out smoothly and we think, I have failed. Guess what? If you go back through the Bible, there is not one person in there that had a smooth walk that did anything good or that God used. It was never smooth and easy, but what it was was every time it got difficult or someone suffered or someone failed, God was there with them through it, and that is where the success comes from. Because that person or you will learn and grow and get closer to God and ultimately glorify God even through your mistakes, your failures. So we have to stop looking at our goals, our plans, our resolutions, And saying, if they don't get achieved on a perfect road, or if there are bumps in the road, then it's not meant to be. Because God still walks you through it. Many of you heard the story recently about how we have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed prayed for this dog. And my daughter prayed for it for eight years. And we finally got a dog and we said, hallelujah, God answered our prayer. And two weeks later, we were given the dog back because it was much more Um, difficult than we thought. And we realized that this particular dog wasn't 
going to fit in our family and it wasn't working out for him, (laughs) for the dog, and it wasn't working out for us. And it was very confusing. And we were like, oh my goodness, but we thought this was answer to our prayer. And did we not pray enough? And did we not pray right? And did we hear God wrong and all this? But as we're getting away from that whole situation, I still see, first of all, God did answer our prayer. He gave us a dog for two weeks. He didn't say I'm giving you a dog for your life. You asked for a dog, you got one for two weeks. And he has showed us so many lessons about ourselves, about him, through that whole what looked messy on the outside, like this just isn't smooth and it's not working. He has showed us so many things through that. And that's just a small example. I mean, I'm not trying to compare like that to walking through some big difficult time. But what I'm saying is... When we were confused and saying, did we, you know, did we like make a wrong decision or did we not hear God? No, this was part of God's plan for us. So just because things don't go smoothly or as planned doesn't mean that God's not in it. However, it can get confusing because sometimes it can mean that, but you need to be discerning and following his will. And that's why it always goes back to, you need to be in the word. You need to know his word. And I'm going to take it further in 2019. I'm always saying women need to be in the word and know his word. Guess what? Okay, women, now that we're in the word and we're knowing his word, we're going to live it. I heard an excellent sermon this week by Francis Chan, and he was saying about how we in the church memorize God's word but we don't do it. And he was telling this funny story about like saying, you know, would he say to his daughter, I am commanding you to go clean your room. And she come back and say, guess what? I memorized what you said. You told me to clean my room. I memorized that. And then he says, okay, it's not enough to memorize it. I told you to go do it. And then she says, I mean, this is all in a joke, but she says, okay, I not only memorized that you told me to clean my room, I can say it in Greek and I can study it with my friends and we can spend a five-week study on why I should clean my room and we can know about it in Greek and all this. And he's like, but if you're not doing it. And I thought that was such a great example, right? We can memorize his word. We can know the theology. We can memorize it in the Greek, the Hebrew. We can study it. But are we doing it? Oh, that was so convicting to me. And that's one of my huge goals for 2019 is to live it, live it all the time. And I will raise my hand right here and say, I am so guilty of it. I am so guilty of it. And I know it. There are times where I am irritable and focused on myself and um, depressed and anxious and very inwardly focused. And I know, no, no, in my heart (laughs) that's another thing he said in that sermon. We might know it in our heart, but if we're not doing it, what does it matter? So I'll know, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't what God wants for me right now. I need to live out what his word says, even when it's hard and stop making excuses and say, oh, but you know, I'm having a bad week. Oh, but you know, I'm only human. I want to stop using the excuse that I am only human. And focus on the fact that I have God's spirit in me and I can be superhuman and rise above my flesh because we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. And Jesus takes up residence in us and I have no excuse to say, well, you know, 
I know what I should be doing, but I'm just a human and I sin. I want to stop making excuses. I want to live it. I want to live out the truth. So what are your goals for this year? Are you one of those people that's making goals or plans or resolutions? I would encourage you not to focus so much on the plans and the resolutions and the things, but to focus on who is at the center of those things, to focus on who is going to walk you through those things, and to focus on God being at the center of your plans and asking Him, what do you want to do through me? Instead of saying, what do I want to accomplish this year? Say, what does God want to accomplish through me? What has God purposed for me for 2019? Palms up, open hands, lift those arms up and say, I surrender 2019 to you, Lord. There are things that I want and things that I hope and things that I dream. But if any of those things are different, from what you want for me, then take them away right now, Lord. And I am opening my hands to whatever it is that you have for me. I would encourage you to do that. Approach it differently this year. The world will tell you, focus on you and what you can do. And guess what? The world is making new resolutions every year because they fail. Because apart from him, we will fail. So I encourage you this year, palms up, What can you do? What can you accomplish through me, Lord? I'm opening my hands. I'm letting go of all my plans and replacing them with yours because all I want is to do your will and to live it. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. He came and he suffered and he lived completely in obedience to God, no matter what. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't easy. We have to stop thinking that plans are only good if they're comfortable and easy. Because it is through the difficulties that we give glory to God. It's through the high times that we give glory to God as well. It's in all things that we give glory to God. So I want to pray right now with you, all of my listeners out there. First, I want to thank you for listening for another year of this podcast. I am so grateful to see that every week I have more and more listeners joining in. I am so grateful that God would use me to do anything for him. And I am so grateful for the messages and the emails and all the um, wonderful words that I get from you all out there. And, and, and it encourages me to keep doing this. So I thank you. I am so grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for to God for giving me this opportunity. And so with that, I want to end this podcast with a prayer. I want to just sit here and pray for a few minutes for everyone listening And I just want the spirit to move through every single person that is listening so that 2019 is going to be different because we are focused on Jesus. So I'm just going to take a minute to pray. I encourage you, if you're driving in your car, don't close your eyes. (laughs) Because a lot of you tell me, listen, when you're driving in your car, if you are just in a quiet place right now, just sit with me and pray for a minute. Dear Lord, 
I surrender 2019 to you. This is the year that's going to be different because this is the year that my arms are opened, my hands are opened, my palms are up. I'm releasing all of my plans, replacing them with yours, truly replacing them, not just saying it, but really, truly replacing everything that I desire with what you desire. I want for my life what you want for me, what you created me for. You created me for something before the beginning of time. Help me to remember that and to stop trying to orchestrate every detail of my life. There is freedom in knowing that you are in control. Help me, Lord, in your strength to accomplish things. Help me never to think I'm doing it in my own strength. Help me remember that apart from you, I can do nothing, nothing good apart from you, that I may only focus on doing your will and that everything I achieve will bring you glory. And when I walk through the hard times this year, because there will be hard times, don't let me be surprised by them that I will know that I am becoming closer to you through the difficulties, through the sufferings, through the long time sometimes that I need to be patient. Fill me with your supernatural strength. Don't let me use the excuse that I'm only human. Let me be filled with your spirit and your supernatural strength through every difficulty. Let me give glory to you through the difficulties and through the wonderful times because there will be wonderful times to come. Lord, 2019 is the year that I am truly focused on your will for my life. Every time I try to let myself get mixed up in there and and try to and try to control things and try to think I can plan things and do things take it out take that sin out of me and let me remember that my life is to be lived completely for you and there is freedom and joy in living that way not based on circumstances but based on you lord and i thank you in jesus's name amen So I want to thank you guys for listening today. And I encourage you as you begin this new year, focus on him. Repeat that prayer to yourself. Play it over and over if you need to. Um, That is what it's all about. It's all about Jesus in 2019. Now, if you're listening and this encouraged you, I would appreciate it if you could um, rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That helps me get the message out there to others. Keep the emails coming. I love it when you guys email me and tell me that the podcast encouraged you in some way because that encourages me to keep going. Also, on January 11th and 12th, I will be in Wilson, North Carolina. We are hosting a Simply Living for Him Women's Gathering. It's a Friday evening and a Saturday um, up until the afternoon. Um, Tickets will be on sale until January 1st at the early bird rate. 
So I think they're just $25 right now. So please go and register if you can make it to North Carolina. I would love to see you. This is going to be a simple, of course, gathering of women getting together for no other purpose than to seek Jesus. We're going to be talking a lot more about these things and about goals for the new year and how to really, really focus on what matters most. And that's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So I hope to see you there. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.